This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 71 with Lauren Darlington. You know the drill. This podcast is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you won't. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I am so stoked you are here. The warmest welcome to you. I'm so glad you and I are making friends here. And if you are one of our loyal listeners, you know I am so excited to share this episode with you. Welcome back. And if you have yet to see our recent fundraiser, this holiday season, we are doing gifts that grow. We're bringing books and inspirational gifts to women who are in transition this holiday season. So I really encourage you to give to this. This is one, a really unique cause that's been on my heart for a while because you guys know that I love learning. I feel as though a book can change our lives, a conversation can change our lives, a new perspective can change our lives. And these women who we're going to be giving these gifts to are living in shelters, they're living in recovery homes, they're at a point in their lives where they're really ready for change. And they're really taking a look, an honest look at themselves. And the power of an amazing book is just priceless. You can't put a price on that. And so we're going to be going and hand delivering these inspirational gifts to these women and choosing titles, all kinds of nonfiction books, things that have been really transformative in a lot of our lives. So feel free to vote, send me a note on Instagram or Facebook. Tell me what books were really cathartic for you or really impacted your life because we would love to use those titles to bring these gifts to these women and just share love and inspiration with them and possibility this holiday. So if you are not local in Vancouver, BC, where I live, where we're going to be doing this project, you can donate and still see the impact of this. We're going to be sharing videos. We're going to be sharing photos of all of the different ways that your donation has contributed to these women's lives. So go to gofundme.com forward slash gifts that grow. Girl, give some dough. Give some dough to this. This is going to be so, so, so exciting. And we all know how much even $10 a difference it can make. So uh, go on there and give this holidays. I cannot wait to share this episode with you ladies. I've been so excited about this. You know Lauren's been on the show before and one of her episodes was, it was actually one of the most popular episodes on Lady Talk Radio where she was talking about like claiming your voice, claiming your story, really owning who you are in the world. And today we're going to be having a really honest and really badass conversation uh, of her journey with her implants and now in her explant surgery. So this is for you if you you've considered, or maybe you have implants, maybe somebody you know is considering them. Uh, Maybe you've considered shifting a different body part. I mean, that could be super relevant as well. I really believe this conversation holds gold in any exploration we're having about changing our bodies. And Lauren's going to share with you her personal story of her explant journey and some really shocking and stunning realizations that she received. So obviously in this conversation, we talked about boobs, right? And we also talked about self-image, meeting body image. We talked about social media. We talked about what we take on, you know, in our own explorations of our own beauty and so much more goodness. And I just can't wait to share this with you. I know there's a lot of conversations out in the world at the moment, um, talking specifically about the health impact of implants. And I just feel this perspective we talk about, you know, we touch on the health aspect for sure, but there was so much more in this conversation that I feel we can all receive something from. So I could not be more excited to share this conversation with you. And of course, if this lands for you, if you receive something for yourself, share it with a girlfriend, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Let's get this conversation out to the women of the world. So ladies, let's get into this conversation. Lauren, welcome back to the show, because we've done this before. I'm so excited to have you and have this conversation with you on Lady Talk Radio. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be back. I feel like a return offender <laughs> in an excited, like, I'm back. <laughs> and this was this was a no-brainer because, you know, what I love about you is you are such a conversation starter. Like, that's your jam. Like me, you love to start conversations and open up new dialogues about like what what this life is all about and what we're up to. And as a woman who 
is ambitious. Like you've, even since you've been on the show, you've created so many beautiful things, both professionally and personally. And so it's just a no brainer to hear from you too about like your process. And I know that this conversation is going to be absolutely golden. So thanks for coming on and, and sharing. Thanks for having me back. It's, um, yeah, it's, as you said that, I went, yeah, there's been a lot since then, a lot since then. And yeah, I'm, it's totally my jam to have conversations. So I'm excited to be on here and have this one with you that feels, it feels really important. Um, without making it really significant, it does feel really important. Right. Yeah. Thanks for that. Because I actually, you know, as we started to explore this, because for those of you that don't know, Lauren and I are really dear friends and I just adore her. And when we were um, kind of just connecting on on this topic and what you're we're, we're about to dive into, there was a lot of like, um, immediately I was like, this is a really tender exploration process. And there are so many women who need to hear this, that want to hear this, that are in this conversation by themselves. So our intention and just what we were connecting with before is to keep this re- like just real talk and share about Lauren's journey and also like what she sees, because what you've shared with me so far has been absolutely stunning. And uh, I'm just really excited to be busting up some taboos and uh, just diving in with you. So let's do this thing. Where do you want to begin? Because I feel like, you know, you've heard Lauren's story. You've heard bits and pieces of it on the show. And I'll link the episode where we talked more about um, claiming your voice, which was a really cool episode. And actually, I think it was one of the most listened to episodes um, recently. So, yeah, so we'll link that one because that one's really, really, really juicy as well, Um, which actually kind of ties into this too, like claiming your voice, owning your story, sharing who you are. Like, so thanks for, again, living that (laughs) full embodiment of your message um, once again. But where do you want to start in this conversation? Oh, I'm just like, I just, I love that that ties in. um, Because it really does, right? It comes back to, yeah, like claiming your voice and just as simple as it gets to be, just being you. Um, where do I want to start? I kind of want to start with why, I, yeah, I want to start with the, the kind of the beginning of getting breast implants. Like I kind of want to just dive straight in and start right there if that feels cool. Um, because I think, so for those of you, I will just start with like what actually has happened. <laughs> so for those of you that don't, um, that don't know me, I don't know my journey, five Four years ago now, when I was 21, I decided to get breast implants. And it was at a time in my life where um, I was going through periods of like self-harming, not knowing who I was, constantly feeling like there had to be something else to um, make me feel more better or different. Like there wasn't, there wasn't enough in me. Um, there wasn't, like there was something wrong with me that had to be fixed. So it was a period in my life where there was a lot of healing that needed to be happening. Um, And I was going through different things at the time to kind of begin that process. But I was still living from a place of not feeling, yeah, not feeling at home in who I was, not feeling, almost not feeling safe to be in my body and to, um, yeah, I guess a, a wound that I feel like a lot of women can relate to, not feeling enough. Like there was this deep thread of not feeling enough. So at the period of time, in my life, you know, being 21 and, um, I had just finished doing my first round of competitions in bodybuilding, um, in the fitness industry. And it was a time in my life where I had like, I had really short hair. Um, I had a little body from, um, doing all these fitness shows and I had, I noticed myself feel like I wasn't a woman because I was like, I've got this really tiny frame. Um, I've got this short hair, there was part of the reason why I got them is because I was like, I don't feel like a woman. Um, I'm in an industry in the fitness world where it was normal. Um, everyone had breast implants. Um, my best friend had recently gotten breast implants and I really, like, I, I, absolutely, I adore her. I adore her on so many levels. And for me, I was like, maybe I think subconsciously I was like, maybe that'll be the thing that'll have me feel better. Um, and it was a decision now that, um, Stacey, when I were talking about that, I wasn't aware of why I did it back then. Um, but now reflecting back, it's so clear that it was this, it was from this place of, I don't feel enough. So let's, um, it, it almost felt like the most logical thing to do, right? Like, let's add something to me to have me feel enough. But the interesting thing that I noticed, um, like fast forward to when I decided to have my breast implants removed and my sister actually pointed to this was, 
that period in my life when I was 21, I was doing whatever I could to have people not, um, not close to me. Like I was doing whatever I could to have a barrier between me and other people. So whether it was being destructive, you know, whether it was self-harming, whether it was not getting too close to people, I was constantly doing things to make sure that no one got too close to my heart. And my sister in her, all her wisdom at 23 <laughs> pointed out that, isn't it interesting that I got breast implants that literally covered my heart at a point in time where I was really deeply wounded, like I was really hurting. And, you know, all of this is not something that I was aware of at 21 um, because I was caught up in, you know, I'm going to have these amazing boobs and it's going to make me feel fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm going to have this like really tiny body. I'm going to look how you're supposed to. And I'm doing that in air quotes. Yeah. So I was so caught up in the, almost like that this just feels logical and this is going to have me feel better. And it was really interesting because what ended up happening over those four years was I didn't really, it's almost like I didn't really care about them. Like they didn't make this massive life changing difference. Like I thought, um, you know, I had periods of time where like it was fun because I was like certain outfits I'd, um, I'd have them on show or whatever, but even in that, there was so much that I've now realized looking back as to when I chose to have them. Oh, and I feel like there's a whole rabbit hole that I feel like we'll tap into there as well about <laughs> when I chose to have them, I guess, displayed. And it was purely from a control perspective as well. So that's definitely a rabbit hole that I feel like we get to go down. Um, but yeah, I guess where I wanted to start was what I, yeah, what the journey even was. So it was going from being someone at 21 who was like, I need these breast implants because it just feels logical and um, it's going to make me feel better and it's going to make me feel like a woman um, to now, you know, four years later, having made the decision to have them removed and not only have them removed, but have them removed at a point in my life where I decided like staking the ground decision, no turning back, that I will never go on a diet again. I will never go into bodybuilding again. Like I will never... Um, try to control my body to look a certain way. So it was really interesting. And I just noticed that come up now that I made that decision around, you know, I made the decision to remove my implants at the same time of making a decision to never control how my body looks again. Yeah. Mm. There was a lot that you just <laughs> said that we could unpack. Uh, I think a lot of women listening to this can probably hear something, you know, already and we're just starting, you know, this conversation. Uh Thanks for that. Uh, whoa. Because <laughs> there's so many areas we could go. But I also see when you said, when you spoke to the why, that was really huge. Because I think for so many of us, I know I definitely did at points in my life consider, you know, oh, and, and kind of looking back and like, what was it that was having me take a look at that? What was it that had me kind of looking outwards and going, oh, this will make me feel better? And knowing what you know now, like if we could even just hone in on that moment a little bit more, like what do you think you really did need in that moment and what you were seeking in the, in getting breast implants instead? What came through as you were talking then was safety. Like it was, and I, and I felt it, like I could feel it in my heart. It was like, I, I needed, it's almost like if I could speak to 21 year old Lauren, I would let her know that it's actually safe to be in her body um, and to receive like what I've noticed on almost like, I guess, like a spiritual energetic level from removing them is actually experiencing myself like crack open to receive because I'm not blocking myself anymore. I'm not blocking my heart. And it's been this at times, as I said, as I was saying to you before, Stacey, this incredible messy journey because mm. um, I've not, I've blocked myself from receiving. And even in that there's so much like receiving on so many levels by having yeah, by having something like implants on my heart because it was safety. I, looking back and knowing what I know now, and this is the decision to have them removed was so clear from this point of realizing that I was protecting my heart. And for me, I was like, knowing that now, what I needed at the time was to realize that it's actually safe and I don't need to protect my heart. Like I don't need that protection. Um, and it feels so interesting to say that because I guess on a surface level the conversation can be well it's just breast implants but for me and I know like what it really meant um, looking back it was this idea that I need protection or I need to be more better or different than what I am and realizing now that 
going through that process and going through the experience of like getting implants and then having them removed and that whole journey and all of that 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 was it was realizing that I actually never needed anything outside of me to be any different than who I am Mm -hmm. like whole experience has just been coming home to me and realizing that that was already in me the whole time so I think what I really needed was to know that to really know that there's nothing outside of me that yeah what feels really true is that there's nothing outside of me that can that I need protecting from like I'm always okay I've always got my back and to the women listening like to really know that like regardless of what's happening outside of us like we've always got us in us like home this has been really interesting for me to experience like home is actually within us so we don't need to be looking for things outside of us to like fill a void or complete us or to have us be any different like it's actually always within us I think it's just having that awareness and yeah again this is why I love conversation because I think Mm -hmm. it's bringing awareness to that fact right like it's knowing that there's there's actually nothing in this world that can fill that void um and I've tried with a lot of things <laughs> yes my <laughs> hand is also up we've tried you know we try to fill the points in us that feel empty or hurt or wounded with all kinds of things outside right we're like experts at you know consuming to forget numbing finding the agents that will externally you know create the internal feeling we want but they don't really work And I think it's a really important piece that we just acknowledge. Like it's, this is not a implant bashing conversation. If you choose to do that or you did choose to do that or you do in the future, like it's not about that. It's just looking at, am I trying to fill, protect, numb, avoid? Am I trying to change myself because then I think I will feel a certain way? It's like, these are, these are the kinds of questions we want to really dig in on because it's really not about the implants, you know? No. And yeah. it was actually interesting because, um, as I said, like my best friend has got them. And it was a conversation that when I decided, I actually found myself saying to her, like, I need you to know this is my decision. And I don't think any different of you, um, which was actually beautiful for us because she was like, she really owned it. She was like, no, like I love my implants. But it was interesting for me to kind of notice that um, at first I had this fear. And I've even said it to you, Stacey, a few times. Like, I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm... Um, yeah, bashing implants, because I think at the moment with the amount of awareness that's coming out around breast implants and the impact they have physically, there is a lot of conversations around, um, I guess, health reasons as to to remove them. But for me, it's not been about the implants. It's it's actually never been about the implants. Mm. Um, and the amount of people that have been like, you know, was there something wrong with them? Like, why did you get them removed? And I'm like, it's, it's actually never been about the implants. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah not about that it's not about the implants the alcohol the clothes the things that we try to do to feel different yeah it's never about that but I love that as you've described like this journey got to come full circle in that you got this piece of clarity and what was that like for you because I know that there were moments of you know like this realization this coming through like this is what I need to do like where did that begin and how did that kind of play out for you It was something that I was not even aware, like it was not even a decision that was even remotely on my, on my brain for like ever. Like I never really went, oh, I'm going to have my breast implants removed, Um, which was really interesting because then when the decision came through, it was so clear, like Stacey, you and I were talking, like, I was like, I want them out yesterday. Like Mm -hmm. it was a, I need to get these out of my body right away. So it was interesting because as I said um, at the start of the conversation, once I got them, I kind of almost forgot about them. Like Mm -hmm. they just kind of, they were a bit annoying. Um, They were just there. And then when the decision came through, it was interesting because as the universe does, I kept having, um, there was podcast episodes that kept popping up in my, like my iTunes (laughs) feed. And I kept being like, Oh, I don't want to listen to that. Like I'm not interested. Um, And then there was a podcast episode um, on the Angie Lee show. And she had done one about having them removed and I purposely didn't listen to it because I went, oh, that doesn't apply to me. And then I was listening to another one that she did on something completely unrelated. And of course, she op- like there was a conversation that opened up about something different and she mentioned why she had her breast implants removed. And it was, and I can't even remember what she said, but it was just this deep knowing, like I couldn't stop listening. And it was just this deep knowing of, 
I need to have these removed. Um, and Stacey, I need to thank you because you were such a, oh, what's coming through is like such a strength for me through that. Like it was just this unbiased um, space that was being held for me to explore whatever I needed to, um, which was really pivotal, I think, for me and really knowing that because I felt, it was interesting, I felt really unsafe. Like I felt really afraid. Um, I didn't know what it was going to feel like or look like or um, there was so much that came through with it. Like there was fears around, do I spend the money to have these removed? Like, is it that important? Um, there was fears around, how am I going to feel? How am I going to look? Um, and the big one for me, what's going to come through when I have them removed? And I just, God, I just felt that in my chest. Like it was like, when I open up, what's going to happen? And that was really interesting for me to notice I didn't expect to get emotional, but it was interesting for me to notice that I was more afraid of feeling than I was of, you know, all the, I guess, um, surface level things that like conversations with surgeons about how am I going to feel about how I look under it all. I was, I was actually terrified of, well, what's going to happen when I remove them? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And the journey was, I can't even remember what your question was now because I just went off and I, yeah, I really felt that. Um, I guess the journey for me was realizing that I was, yeah, I was willing to be with the fear of feeling and the fear of how I was going to look and the fear of it not being acceptable because it just felt so much bigger than me. Yeah. It just felt so much, like we've said, it's not been about the implants, Um I don't think it's a coincidence that I love having conversations and that I'm so open about everything and that I've gone through the experiences that I've had. I don't think that that's a coincidence because for me now looking back, as I said to you um, before we jumped on the the podcast, Stace, um, I kind of, it feels like this huge chapter of my life that I've kind of almost forgotten about in in a way because not that it feels easy, but it just felt... um, I just felt like something I had to do. And I get that that doesn't, that that's not everyone's experience, especially Mm -hmm. as a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people were like, you're so brave. And I was like, for me, it just felt, um, it just felt, I don't even know what the word is. It just felt clear. Like it just felt like, well, of course I'm going to do this, right? Like I've gotten this clear need to remove your breast implants. Of course I'm going to do that. But I feel like it's not a coincidence that I'm so comfortable talking about things like this, because I know that there's women that, do have the fear and that that can be something that stops them from doing um you know and again it's not about the implants but doing something like that Mm -hmm. so yeah I I can't even remember what your question was (laughs) I think you remembered because you answered it exactly (laughs) because we're just just, all of it all of it just keep going just keep going okay thank you because I was like there is so much that I I could keep talking about on this um Because I think as well, what I've noticed, and I'm noticing myself going, I don't know if this is making sense, but what I noticed going through it was, yeah, like this deep willingness and commitment to stay. And yeah, it's interesting because it's not about the breast implants to like stay the course regardless, right? Like I went to a different surgeon than the surgeon that put my implants in. And he asked me more times than I can count whether I would be okay um because he said to me he was beautiful he asked why I got them um and I said well the short version is because I did you know I thought they'd make me feel better um and he was actually quite concerned given my history you know given the because he had a report from my doctor so given the suicide and self-harm and all of that the suicide attempts um he was quite concerned he was like how are you going to feel without your breast implants if you got them to make you feel better right and even in those moments where that conversation could have been incredibly confronting. Um, And there was parts of me when I was deciding that had to be with the fear of how am I going to feel? What is this going to mean? Like, you know, how am I going to perceive myself as a woman? Um, It was still a clear fuck yes the whole time. Like I looked him dead in the eyes every single time he asked right up until the day of my surgery, as I'm laying there and he's like drawing on my chest, 
he's saying to me, are you sure about this? And I'm like, I'm about to be wheeled into the surgery and he's still checking. He's like, are you sure? And even then, and I was, that was a really emotional morning and I was by myself and I was about to go under anesthetic and I, it was interesting because I was afraid of the surgery and yet the surgery to get them in wasn't even something on my brain. It was just like, I just want them. Um, so I did have fear around the surgery, but even then it was just such a clear, like, fuck yes, I need these out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the journey of what unfolded from that was that in itself is, has been huge. Um, you know, being willing to be okay with not liking what I saw, that was a massive thing for me. Um, and again, which is why I love conversation because I know that, um, Angie Lee, when she was talking on her podcast, she had said something about when she first saw her breasts after the surgery, she had said to herself, regardless of how these, or something I'm like paraphrasing, something about regardless of how it looks, I'll be okay. Like I'm okay with however it looks and whatever I see. And for me, when I got out of the shower and I actually, I couldn't even get in the shower because I was in too much pain and I saw them for the first time, I got to be okay with not, with what came up for me was they're ugly and in that moment I got to be okay with that and that in itself feels really freeing as I say it because I think so often um when we have something like if if I had said to someone oh I you know I've saw my body and I think it's ugly we get responded with kind of things to try to fix it and Mm -hmm. like change it and be like oh but you're beautiful and and kind of almost what is coming through is like pile things on top of it but in that moment I got to just be with myself and notice that come up and look at them and go, okay. And that was, and that, it, that's actually all that happened in that moment. There was no trying to um, like fix, like trying to affirm myself or trying to shift it into something positive. And it didn't even feel negative. It was just this deep healing of seeing them and going, oh, okay, I'm noticing that I feel like they look ugly right now. And then I literally went to bed. Like there was no big significance on it. It was like, <laughs> Then I went to bed. Okay. Yeah. Then I went to bed. Like yeah. it was like now I'm going to take care of myself because yeah. that in itself, right, like looking after yourself after something like surgery and being with yourself in those moments, um, that was incredibly healing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's mm. so much. It's so beautiful. You know, I'm so present to overhear the healing that's been available on this journey for you. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of people talking about breast plant, breast implant illness, that word, that phrase always gets me, um, tongue twister a little bit, but you know, this is the side of it that I personally haven't heard a lot about. And, and I, you know, I, I feel like it's so, so crucial for us to acknowledge, like even just what you just said, you said, I saw in the mirror and I didn't need to fix I just got to be with myself. Like what a, if that was like the thing that we as women receive, like if there was one thing, you know, in the whole world that we could just all put in our minds, it's like the parts of ourselves that we have judgments about, or there's something that comes through or we don't like what we see. It's like, we've been conditioned to think that we need to look like something, but what if we just got to be with ourselves? And what if we got to receive what was there? Cause like, I have it that the parts of us that, you know, for me, it's like the parts of me that I can't be with, you know, are also the parts that have the gifts and the learning and the healing and all of these things for me. And there's nothing wrong with us wanting to, you know, get certain things to our body or like shift things or get fit or whatever it is for us. Right. But I love that you're really speaking to like, I knew that I was getting it for this reason and I got to come back home to me. Yeah. Like, oh, sister. (laughs) beautiful just beautiful yeah Yeah. because I think that's the thing as well and that's something and I'm glad that you spoke to that that there's nothing wrong with us wanting to shift things because that's something that I found that I often almost like struggled with because I'm like part of me is like yes be like I'm okay with these parts of me but then there's also parts of me that are like well I feel good when I you know Mm -hmm. am fit or all of those things so yeah it's not about um I think we can get caught up in like the black, like the real extremes of either or, but mm. it's, it was realizing that. And I, I still remember the moment. Um, it was actually cause I asked my surgeon to keep my implants because it felt important to me to see them. And I remember holding them and I, and I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, they're just boobs. Like, <laughs> they're just like, it was like the most. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. 
Like, and when I looked at them in the mirror, because obviously like they healed and they changed and they look very different now than what they did as they've healed. And it was this experience of like, I'm just going to, I'm okay with it. Like it just, Mm. it's just the body. And then I still remember, yeah, when I looked at my chest and I looked at these implants and I went, oh my God, they're just boobs. Like, and I feel like, you know, the ladies listening, that can be applied to any part of yes, yeah, any part of us, right? Like the significance that we place on, we're even saying before this podcast interview, like the significance we can place on things that we do, but it's just a thing. Like it's just a, it's just a podcast conversation or it's just breast implants or it's just um, your stomach. Like it's, it's just a thing mm-hmm. there's there's actually nothing else tied into it unless we choose to tie it into it and I think for me um you know as you said this conversation around knowing why we do the things that we do like I feel like that's where it comes into it because things are only significant when we have something attached to them so by knowing why we have that thing attached or by knowing what the thing attached to it even is right? Like that's freedom because you can kind of go, oh, like I'm doing that thing, you know, for me, like I'm getting breast implants to protect myself. Cool. I don't need to protect myself anymore. So I don't need my breast implants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can kind of be that um, healing and that simple as well. Yeah, this is brilliant. Everything you just said, just, I feel like could be looked at in so many different ways, not just about implants or body modifications, but like literally everything in terms Mm -hmm. of, am I coming at this from this space of like, not accepting myself or trying to fix or trying to do something to change how I feel because the thing I can't be with? Or am I actually coming from a place of acceptance and just wanting to to, to create something for myself? Because in my in my experience, when we're not coming from a place of acceptance, if I'm trying to get healthy, if I'm trying to, um, like, like literally anything, if I'm coming at anything from a place of self-judgment or trying to hide or avoid something, it's always going to be a struggle and it's always going to be painful because all I'm doing is just painting the house green. I'm not actually, like, changing anything. I'm not actually getting what I need. I'm just kind of covering it up and trying to hide it. You know, and, and like, to me, it's like, wow, wouldn't it be beautiful if, if, hey, you want to get breast implants, but you took a closer look and go, what is that about? Yeah. You know, what if I could feel beautiful? What if I could feel, I love that you use the word control. I thought that was really interesting earlier too. Like, what if I could feel in control of how people see me or how I see me? What if I could be in the driver's seat of that? What if I could do these things and then take a look under the hood and go like, what's that about? What if I could do that without this experience and maybe you still choose to get breast implants. That's totally fine. But from a place of, I chose that because it's what I want, not because what I need, you know? And yeah, I think just that experience, just to zoom out on that, there's so much gold in there just to see where we're choosing from. Cause even just the conditioning, like what you spoke to, where, where did we learn that breast implants made us more pretty, by the way. Like, where, where did that come from? Like, just let's just take a brief, <laughs> just a brief pause here for a second. Where did that come from? Probably a lot of things are coming from this certain yeah. area. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> the int- And I'm laughing so much because, again, this is why, and my, I think my surgeon and everyone in the hospital thought I was batshit crazy because I was so adamant that I was like, I want my breast implants. And he was like, what? He was like, I was like, can I? And he's like, well, I guess because you paid for them, but I don't (laughs) usually give breast implants. Like usually people don't want them. But the reason why for me was to actually see, and this is, and again, this is not implant bashing. And if you choose to get them, then amazing. But for me, it was to see the, for me, it was, it almost was like the ridiculousness of like, it's this sack of gel that I've decided that I needed to put in this part of my body. Like, where does that, as you said, where does that even come from? Like who decided Mm -hmm. that like, this is how you need to look. And it was interesting because the closer I got to my surgery date, the more I started to look back at photos of before I had them. And the more I was so, I started to get genuinely excited because I was like, I want my chest back. Like I want my flat chest back. I don't want these things on my chest that were so not me anymore. Um, So not me. Like I would look in the mirror and be like, Oh, I I don't like them because they're not, they're not me. Um, You know, like I'm, I'm someone who shows up super authentic and it just didn't feel like me to have something that literally was not me in my body. Um, So I, I guess in terms of where it comes from, I think there's probably so many rabbit holes we could go down, Mm -hmm. but I think when we, 
when we even pause and ask ourselves that question, I feel like there's a lot of um, power that gets to be reclaimed in even asking that question because we get the opportunity to maybe consider that it's not been something that we've decided Mm -hmm. or not been something that we've gone, when I grow up, like I need to have big boobs. Like I don't feel like that's a conversation that we decide as like little girls. Um, I feel like it's something that we see growing up, Mm -hmm. but I think there's so much power that gets, that gets to be claimed, like reclaimed when we pause and go, as you said, Stace, like where am I making this decision from and who decided that this was something that I needed to do? Hey lady, we will be back to this conversation in just a moment, but first I wanted to personally extend an invitation to our upcoming warrior goddess retreat happening in January, 2019 in Yarra Valley, Victoria, Australia. In this deep dive retreat, you will learn and embody a full range of healing and activating archetypes while understanding and releasing old patterns that no longer serve you in being fully expressed as all of who you are. From daily yoga practices to women's circles, plant-based healing foods, and profound learnings on how to soften and strengthen in the ways you crave, you can expect to leave this retreat with a completely full tank and actionable ways to feel more empowered in your relationships, your work in the world, your body, and your femininity. For more details, visit the link in the show notes or go to retreatsinaus.com. Now, back to the combo. Like literally who modeled that to me? Because I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, subconscious programming and like we're literally in this state of like hypnosis, you know, like throughout our day. So if we're operating from mostly our subconscious mind and we're just going about in the world, we have social media now, which literally if you've ever done this, like just like bear with me here because I think we all have is we'll just be like totally zoned out, like just like browsing social media and be like, oh, and you're just intaking these images. Like literally your mind is intaking these images. And this girl with 111,000, you know, likes on her photo of this girl with this beautiful body. And it's not to say that her body's not beautiful, but it's to say that we're celebrating certain forms and certain ways of looking. But in reality, it's all beautiful everybody's body is beautiful. So it's just, we're just being told though, repetitively, because that's what's being celebrated in the media. And that's what's being celebrated more mainstream, that this certain look is really beautiful. But I think we're starting to see this more and more that we're kind of broadening that view and going, actually, this is beautiful too. This is beautiful too. This is beautiful too. And I think it takes a lot of I think it takes a lot of like what you said, like taking our power back and saying, actually, in my world, I'm beautiful. This is beautiful. I get to be beautiful. And that outside, you know, (laughs) we're in the state of hypnosis, absorbing our conditioning. Like that's to me is like, that's brainwashing, right? Like literally textbook brainwashing is, you know, displaying the same image, the same content, the same messaging repetitively to somebody. And it's not to say that you don't really like big boobs. Maybe you do. But it's just to say, hey, question that. Like, where did that come from? You know, where did the, like, the the big lips come from? Where did the, like, you know, the super smooth forehead come from? Where did all of these things come from? Because if you had never been on social media and you'd never seen these things before and you were just living your life like the fine-ass woman that you are, I don't know if you would have a desire for those things. I don't even know if we would have the connection of, like, this is right, this is not, and I'm going to fix this because it's going to make me feel better about myself. Um, I'm not really sure. And I actually, I have a hunch that a lot of it is the, the natural, and this is very primal. And I think it's also, you know, been cultivated a lot in our lives is like the primal competitive nature of us as women. I've, I had a conversation with a woman in a bar bathroom one time and it changed a lot, my life. Literally. I don't really do. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know if we've been drinking or not, but it was epic. Um, she, she said to me, she's like, She's like, I, you know, I get dressed for other women, not for men. And that really like stuck with me. I was like, yeah, we're all like in this thing, like, like looking at ourselves and looking at obviously our judgments, just a projection of, you know, on others is just ourselves. But it's like, wow, what if this was about my journey? And if your friends are looking at you and going, oh, your boobs are like not the best, then maybe those aren't your people new friends. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag you do need new friends, <laughs> you know? Um, but like just taking a look, I love that we're busting up the conditioning piece. Cause I think that's so, so huge. Um, like who told you that? Where did that come from? Was it you? Are you sure? Look again. Yeah. Look again. Yeah. 
what was even, and on the Instagram thing, what was even really um, interesting for me, and I noticed the like, almost like the frustrated, like, um, this is unfair, pardon me, get activated was when, because I, 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 I totally see that as well. Like we, we can mindlessly scroll through and we see the same kinds of images. So for me, I was like so committed to posting images after my surgery and to yes, kind of shifting that I up. that about you. And it was interesting because I had this whole experience as well of like talking about busting up conditioning around like women's nipples and how we mm. get to, see, and I'm not going sexist here, but just how we get to see <laughs> we can men's get sexist. nipples. You want to get sexist? We can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, now you're going down another rabbit hole. <laughs> but like we get it was and it was interesting because I noticed it before I even had my implants removed. This thing of like, I hate wearing bras. And I'm like, but it was, yeah, it was just this exploration for me around like it's acceptable to see men's nipples but not women's. So after my surgery, I I felt really called to share a photo of like my boobs before, so my implants, and then after. And it was interesting because when I went to post it on my Instagram story, I actually covered up my nipples and then I stopped and went, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I covering up nipples? Like they're not a big deal. Um, So it was this whole process for me around like going, like noticing that and going through it. And I posted it anyway. And I then got a message from Instagram saying that if I did again, my account would be blocked basically. So because it was um, like my breasts were on display and part of me, like, I kind of just left it. And then I noticed part of me get really frustrated because I'm like, if we're trying to break up this conditioning of, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we see all the time. Um, and oh, there's a whole other thing of like, I don't see the difference between seeing a woman's nipples versus like seeing her cleavage. Um, part of it's kind of like, well, yeah, like who decided that this is what we need to be to be like, quote unquote, acceptable or beautiful and also recognizing that it's something outside of us, right? Because if it was up to just us to decide, and it is up to us, but if we were making decisions always from that point, then I don't know if this is going to make sense, but wouldn't it be, wouldn't we be able to post things like that and it not be quote like blocked or an issue or something that um, is quote unquote not allowed? So it was re- super interesting to kind of notice the, um, without being like, oh, social media is the reason why, but noticing the like, I guess, restriction on even being able to shake up things in that way, which it was fine because like, you know, you get to get creative on how things get shared, but it was just really interesting to notice that, yes, our feeds can be so full of these beautiful women with these beautiful bodies and yet then there's certain um, things that are not acceptable. And then even in that, like, can we be willing to still be okay with that and still talk about the things and and show those parts of us that are beautiful anyway even if we're being told that it's not acceptable yeah I'm seeing a lot of this right now around just the change that's happening and people really pushing that edge and going like hey at Instagram what's up with that why are you deleting these posts and not these ones why are we allowed to show these things and not these things and I think that just more of us that are really leaning into that and going you know this is what I want to share this is me. You know, if I had blinders on and couldn't see anybody else, would I be posting a picture with my nipples? Probably because I wouldn't even know that it wasn't really allowed. And maybe there's something to explore there for us, you know, but I feel you on that. I feel like there's a whole like bomb that's going off around our conditioning at the moment, you know? Um, And I think this is really, really relevant to this conversation to just speak to like taking a look for you. Like, where are you? Because I think what I kind of heard in here too, is there's a thread of like looking to the insecurities we have around our body. And in this conversation, maybe it's our breasts, you know, and what we do and don't share because of that, how we angle ourselves, how we, you know, whatever. There's like apps now that people can make their boobs look bigger. Like these are real, these are real things going on, you know? So I think just also addressing like who we think we need to be on social media, because that can be a huge influence. You know, social media has been shown to, to influence so much of our behaviors now, like doing it for the gram and, you know, like what, what we want to, what we, how we want people to see us, how it feeds into our brand. If I'm pretty, or I had a, a woman the other day say to me, um, like, you're so cool. That's why I know you're going to be successful online. And I just looked at her and I was like, what? And it yeah. really caught me off guard. Cause I was like, well, first I appreciate you seeing that I'm cool. Cause I am pretty cool. And so are you, you are very cool. but I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. 
slow down. Like that right there to me is part of the the conversation that needs to shift. Like there's this idea that everything has to be perfect and we have to like look a certain way, sound a certain way, be a certain way in order to be acceptable or be successful, whatever that means. And it's like, uh, no, actually we don't, we just get to be ourselves and that's enough. Like period. I think that made sense, but I can feel my, my, my ticking, like, frustration because I'm just ready for everybody to get you know that we don't have to be anything other than who we are and like that's beautiful that's perfect and people want that like I was really inspired watching your journey because it was you and it was real and it was just your process it's not like you're trying to formulate this magic story that's gonna like have people follow you and I think that's the key thing here is like I know we're getting a little off track we're coming back I promise but you know it's just really getting like you being you and sharing your journey, your life, your heart, your gifts, your superpowers, you know, that's, that's enough. That's what we want. Everybody's hungry for that. If you want to step forward and say, Hey, my, my breasts are really small. I'm super insecure about that. Here's my journey with this. Like, do you know how many women would be like, Oh, me too. You know, like that's what we're craving. We don't need you to get it breast implants so that we like you better. We want to know you. (laughs) Like, you know, and I'm not trying to put any words in anybody's mouth. That might not be your process, but like, wow, you know, we just want to see each other. I think that's the big thing that I'm seeing in social media these days is like, there's a huge shift happening. Yeah. And that was really like, I feel like it's something that I notice sometimes I'm like, oh, this is how I think, but how does everyone else think? Um, You know, like I, I've said to you so many times today, I'm like, I just want women to get this. And the yeah. get this is, is that is, is to get that. Like we don't need to be any, like we put so much time and energy and like, I love the word pizzazz. So I'm going to use it like our pizzazz, <laughs> like our funkiness into like trying to cultivate something that we think we need to look like. And what if we invested all of that pizzazz and all of that amazingness into just being us? Like, Wow, that that in itself is huge. And what I noticed the more I kind of like shared bits of it, bits of like my experience was women saying that, being like, wow, thank you. Like, and that kind of experience of getting to like what's felt really true is like this coming together and not just with women, like with men as well, like realizing that underneath all the like striving and um, creating and like trying to become something. We get to just come together and be united and realize that like, we're all craving the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're all just wanting to like be ourselves and be accepted. And like, we're all calling for the same thing and calling for that connection. And I think by having, by, by, yeah, exactly. As you said, like by, by saying that, by being like, I'm someone with small breasts and I feel insecure or whatever the conversation is. Like, remember, it's not about the implants, like whatever the conversation is, that's calling yeah. people to come in right like that's calling people together and kind of the point like that's what yeah there's so much even in that like if we look at kind of yeah like the point of everything it's like well we all just want connection we're all just Mm -hmm. yeah human beings having this incredible journey of an experience together right and they're just gonna have like crazy you know bionic you know upgrades that we're going to be able to get in the future so like let's get all of this stuff out of the way now and get really clear about like i'm enough i'm fucking fabulous and if i want to do something like that and get some weird wearable tech that's gonna like you know enhance my appearance or whatever that that's for that's by choice not by um lack It's not because I lack something, miss something, need something. It's because I want something. It's because it's something that's playful or creative or whatever it is, right? Like there's just nothing. There's such a difference, hey, in where we choose from. Such a difference. I love that you said that because as you were talking, I was literally about to say that when we come from that point and realize that like we're enough, like we're good, like we're we're good right now, everything else on top of it just gets to be fun. Like there's no significance. Mm. Like if we look at it from it not just being the implants, if I look at my life as a whole right now, everything else on top of it's just for fun. Like there's no significance because it's coming from a place of like, I'm cool. Like I'm epic. Like I'm enough right now. I don't need to fill any holes. So everything else is just like a bonus. Like it's not coming from like a need to prove anymore. And that's incredibly different. Yeah. yeah. We could take this exact same conversation and reflect it onto makeup 
onto yeah. like it's it's so clear that this spills over into so many areas of our lives as women right like do i need to do these things or do i get to do these things and it's like a bonus you know like yeah, yeah such a powerful difference and i feel like this work as women could be some of the most cathartic for us because let's just be real we have been conditioned we have been told we have been for like literally our entire lives right that we should be a certain way it's coming at us all the time there's like companies that spend millions of dollars to get this in our head so let's just be really real about that piece of it too you know yeah. yes okay can you tell we're excited guys um <laughs> you spoke to like the decision which i feel like that was just such a beautiful piece and you know i think what i really received from that was you know you know when you know like you can trust yourself and what i heard in your story too was like you couldn't unsee it like once you once you know in your heart you know oh this is this is something i need to look at it's like you can't unsee it and i think just really for all of us to really notice like what are the things that i'm trying not to look at but i know i need to and <laughs> you know the things that i know on my heart and we don't need anybody's permission you know or or insight it's like if you know you know and like honoring that choice can be one of the most powerful things so i really heard like your choice was a light post for you in the unknown you know like you knew why you were doing it and that really anchored in clarity, you know, is those moments when you're like, oh, you know, going in the surgeon's office, doing the things like this is what I know. Even afterwards, I heard that piece for you, that that was still the lighthouse. That was that pillar of clarity and, and empowerment, empowerment. Yeah. And there's so much to be said for the, the ripple impact that like trusting yourself and following like when you know you know because as you were speaking I could feel myself get emotional because I've had this experience where um I wouldn't trust myself like I would have something mm -hmm. and kind of trust it like follow it a little bit but I was like I was pretty good at like abandoning myself in the things that I felt um I had this scene of like it's not safe to trust myself mm -hmm. so for me when I had that like deep knowing of this is what gets to happen and following through on that and like at every single moment checking in and going nope this is still what's happening and I'm really visual so literally seeing myself like grab my hand and like continue to walk forward with it the impact that that has now had on my whole life like I just got so present to that because now anything that comes through that I'm like yes like whether it's business or relationship or um, travel like whatever it is when it comes through I'm like cool like that's that's a knowing that's a clear yes that's like a little soul nudge or a big soul nudge let's follow that and because of that experience of like backing myself and knowing that I can trust myself now everything as I move forward it doesn't feel easier but I know that um, I know that I can trust it yeah if that makes sense so yeah. I think for like yeah like as you said Stace like there's potentially like have a look in your life around the places where the areas in your life where you know something but you're doing every and we're good at this we're doing everything that we can to not see it like pretending that 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 pile of like dirty laundry is not in the corner and I'm gonna like throw sheets over it and like decorate it but it's still a pile of laundry underneath like it's still there like where is your yeah piles of laundry and what, I love what that. would it be like if you chose to know? I know, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Like, what would it be like if you removed the sheets and was like, cool, like, there's that thing. I'm going to put the laundry away. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. saying that probably because my laundry's in my corner. I have some um, laundry in my corner too right now. It's all right. <laughs> We're all there. But we don't need to dress it up like a Christmas tree and make it look all no. fancy, right? <laughs> it's like, there's my shit. I'm going to fold that one piece at a time. You know, yeah. I could spend my whole life pretending the pile of laundry is not there or I could have and muster just those threads of courage moment by moment to just lean in and, and really look at it. Yeah. 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 Oh, girl. Oh, so good. Before we really like, before we leave this conversation and we have the listeners go and just follow your journey, because you're just magnificent. This is just one piece of your journey and what you're really speaking to and, and offering, you know, people, because I feel like this conversation is also really personal. So I really want to acknowledge you for sharing that and letting people in on that, because I know it's it's a big deal to go, hey, this is what I'm up to right now and let people in on that. So thanks for, for really letting that be the the platform for this conversation. 
But let's go back to one point in your journey, because there was something that really stuck out to me around this after, you know, like, what did you like for the integration and like supporting yourself afterwards? Because I think we can often get ourselves to the decision, we can get ourselves to like go through with it, but it's the after effects. And I know it's been, I don't know how long it's been actually now. Uh, About seven or eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What was really key for you? in this integration process for anybody who's listening, that's going, Oh man, I'm so freaked out about that. Like, you know, any insights that you have? Yeah. And I think, and you know, I'd spoken to it before with you, Stace, that for me, part of it was that part of it was like, okay. Um, Cause it's even interesting. I felt like there was, you know, lots of support about the decision and I was like, I'm going to have, um, you know, I live by myself. So logistically I had to call in support to help me to get to the surgery. And it kind of felt like I noticed myself go, there's all this support and this lead up to this decision, but then what? And it was kind of like this whole unknown, I'm going to be like, my heart's going to be open. Like I'm going to look different and feel different. Like what then? So for me, it was, I think having that awareness and being okay with the fact that I didn't know what it was going to look and feel like after it, that was really important. Um, It was what really changed everything for me after it was being willing to be with myself, right? Like a lot of people, you know, I had family that were like, do you want us to come over? But for me, it was really important for me to have time to process it. And I'm someone that I get it. Like I get shit done. Like I was like, I'm going to get into action. Like I'm going to work like two (laughs) days after, like I was trying to do all the things. And thankfully um, my body took longer than what I expected to recover, um, which was such a blessing in disguise because I had said that I was going to be back online for work within you know, 24 to 48 hours, um, which was not going to be supportive at all. So thankfully mm. my body was like, no, and girl. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. Um, that gets to not happen. So it was, yeah, because actually even that in itself, I feel like was really healing because instead of fighting my body and instead of making it wrong and like it could be easy to go down that path right even actually even things that this feels really important for me even things around painkillers that was really important for me to decide um you know I was told what to take and in certain amounts and for me it was really important for me to choose to um like take painkillers when I needed because there was a point where I was like okay, I need to sleep but also let myself feel and that was healing in itself it was not trying to mask the pain it was not trying to you know rush back to work and like um force and resist and fight my body what was really healing was actually being okay with where my body was at. So having those moments of looking in the mirror and going, okay, they look ugly today. And then having the moments literally 24 hours later of like giggling and being like, oh, look how cute they are because that's what was, <laughs> that was, was real that day. Like I was like, they look so cute. Um, like being, it was a huge lesson in having and giving myself permission and having a lot of grace with myself and being okay with where I was at. Um, that week after surgery was all about that. It was really just, yeah, really just loving on myself and being with my body and being grateful for the fact that we'd just gone through a massive journey together and here we were like the process after it, even things on like a, um, like I guess a tangible physical level, once I had the bandages and things removed, it was around like still now, like I do things like breast massage and I like, because there's quite a scar, like I'll massage the scar and I'll use oils and stuff, like really loving nourishing things for my body mm-hmm. because um, it could be really easy to not do that. It could be really easy to go, um, yeah, like to not have that connection. But I was really clear that I wanted a big part of this was connecting back in with me. So I've looked at practices that can have me connect back in with myself. Um, Yeah. So that was really that kind of integration space for me was about a lot of being like a lot of being with myself. And the big thing, which was interesting, as I said, that um, a lot of what came through for me was like opening myself up to receive the big thing for me was receiving whatever came through. So so, So for some days that was like, really deep 
deep emotional pain. Like there was moments where I was like, I don't know why I'm sobbing so uncontrollably, but that's what's here right now when I get to just be with that. Because there's a whole other part of it, right? Like there's a whole mm-hmm. other like shedding. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what I'd say to kind of sum all of that up in a little bow about after it was there was a huge permission piece to just be with whatever came up um, and a lot of just being with it. Yeah, like if I could sum it up, it was just being with it, mm-hmm. however it looked. And knowing and I got to learn through the being with it that, and this was beautiful, that I've always got myself. Like yeah. even in those moments of being like mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and going, okay, like this is like I've, you know, I had drains. So there was drains and scars and all kinds of stuff going on and just being with that and knowing like I'm, I've still got myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Biggest takeaway or gift from this experience? I love that. I was lying on the hospital bed before I went into the surgery and I got so present and I cried because I was like, I spent $12,000, to know that I never have to be, do or have any different. I never have to, you know, be any, like I never have to do anything to be any more than what I currently am. Like if I could wrap, like if I could bottle that up and give that to women, I would. Like we don't have to add anything to, to achieve or to strive or to be anything we get to just be ourselves. Um, and as I said, like this journey has been coming home to me. So mm. that's been the biggest takeaway is that I've, I've always been me. Like I've always been at home. I just forgot for a little while. Oh, yeah. wow. Letting that sink in just what you said there. And wow, what a journey. Hey, and how we can really see that everything we are going through gets to be for us. Like, it's okay if you already got breast implants and then you realize three, five, six, ten, twenty years later that you're like, oh, I got these for that reason. Cool. I get to face that now and look at that and love myself through that process. That's so powerful. So Yeah, because even in that, what I actually want to add to that as well, Stace, is um, I, like, I don't regret the decision because mm-hmm. like I remember laying there going, I'm 25 and I've got to learn at 25 that I don't need to change who I am. Like, mm-hmm. fuck yes to that. Like, yes, yes to knowing that at 25. Like, the Seriously. rest of my life is Like, I just get to do the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't change it. It was a journey that, yeah, I, I needed to go on and I can see how it all so stunningly twines in. Yeah, I kind of had a little giggle over here when you said, like, I spent 12 to 15K. I was like, if we all equated the amount of money that we have spent trying to change ourselves, be at war with ourselves, trying to fix the things that we think are broken about ourselves, like there'd be some serious numbers on that, like hashtag yeah. 25K, you know, or whatever, right? Like, gosh, I think it's probably so much more, but it's it's so it's so funny to think like, A, we're all doing that on some level and have done that if we've decided to not anymore. But it's like, wow, even just to look at, like, if we were to just face ourselves, come face to face with these pieces and these parts of ourselves and unravel that conditioning, you know, it's like the money is the money, but like what's available is what's really, really meaningful and really, really valuable for us, right? Like the freedom that you've spoken to, the liberation, the empowerment, the owning of your beauty, the coming home to yourself, like your heart, all of these things. Like there's no price tag on that, ladies. Like (laughs) there is no amount of money in the world that can buy that for you. Like that's all within us. So, so, so powerful. I can't wait for the ladies to get all up in your world because Lauren's got some big things going down and uh, you're totally a conversation starter. You're a writer. You're such a like a word weaver. I love that about you. So we're going to put all the links to go follow Lauren because, yeah, she's – I say this every single time you are on the show. You're one of my favorite people. Like, I just love you. I love how aware you are and how you're so willing to lean in on these taboo conversations and, like, put yourself in out there and say these things and invite us to take a look for ourselves. So thank you again for just being so wonderful. What I want to say is mirror, mirror. <laughs> so I'm like, I just see, I'm just hold, over here holding this mirror being like, hello, lady, because I so see all of that in you. Um, and I, I love, like, I, you know, before we got on, I was emotional because I'm like, I just love having conversations with you. And 
they feel important without feeling like overly significant because we just have to jam and yeah I love that distinction like that right there has been so huge for me lately like it can be important it can be huge it can be delicious it does not have to be so significant yeah the significant piece is like what will take me out (laughs) right when I'm making things (laughs) something super significant yeah or water me down I love that totally so yeah thanks for that last little piece there uh these shows we end on this note but let me check in too that there was is there anything that we didn't say that you wanted to point out or anything that you want the ladies to leave with from this conversation because if they're listening at this point lady they you're considering or you're on this journey or you're in this journey with us so thanks for listening in and Lauren is there anything that you want to leave her with I think just to reflect back what we spoke to a lot and what you spoke to a lot Stace is just to look at where we're choosing from like to really get like to tie it up in a bow we don't need to be any different and also just to have a look at like where we're choosing from because I think that that impacts so much in our life Um, And that wherever we're choosing from right now, like that's cool. It doesn't need to be something to be made wrong. Just to have a look. Yeah. Oh, so good. So here's our final little segue here. Uh, So what is a lady alpha to you? Oh, I I noticed myself going, oh, I don't know what this question is going to be. So this is awesome because (laughs) we're in the unknown. (laughs) When you catch me off guard, I don't get to water it down. Yeah. What is it? Alpha means me. Someone who really, yeah, someone who really owns their voice. Mm. And I, like, I, again, I'm so visual at the moment. I, I literally am seeing just a wolf right now on her own, but there's there's a pack. So it's like someone who's like so grounded in their knowingness and their voice and just who they are and inviting other women to come along. Yeah, that feels true right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for that question. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's really like the whole Lady Alpha thing for me was always what anchored in so clearly for me was like, we're all leaders. And in leadership, we don't got to do it alone. So I love that you really just spoke to that too. It's so beautiful. Thanks, lady. Love that. We get to be it all. We get to be strong. We get to be soft. We get to be, you know, on our own, leading our lives and also in community, you know? Yeah, we get to support and be supported. Like all the juicy stuff. So good. Thanks so much for this, love. And thanks for listening in, ladies. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, uh, like, when are we going to do it again? Like, we have to put that on the calendar. So we'll keep you ladies updated when Lauren's going to come on for, like, the next one because that'll happen inevitably. <laughs> yeah. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> yeah.